live from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Kyle Rittenhouse's behavior was protected under the law of the state of Wisconsin, the law of self-defense. Every person who was shocked was attacking Kyle. The defense wants you to believe that these people got what was coming to them, that they were bad people doing bad things, and we should be proud and boastful of Mr. Rittenhouse for killing them. All right, yeah, part of the uh, closing arguments. Here we go, getting ready for the second day of deliberations. And I find myself facepalming a lot as this situation continues to progress. Happy Wednesday. And by the way, it's a beautiful day. If you're inclined to do anything outdoors, you might enjoy it. It's like we might have a bit of a washout straight through the weekend after today. Got a lot that is going to be taking place. Speaking of water, we're checking in with Congressman Brian Mass. You might have heard about this whole new Laco discharge plan. What exactly does it mean? Are we going to be killing fewer manatees going forward? And we'll find out coming up here in about 15 minutes. My top three takeaways. Oh, I've got a lot to say today, including the number of cases of COVID-19 we can attribute to migrants who have crossed the southern border if you were listening to the show yesterday my conversation with mark morgan you uh, might have heard that I started putting some numbers together based on some of the information he provided i've completed that analysis shocking is what i will tell you but we're, we are going to start with the rittenhouse trial and the first thing that just i, I talked about face palming and i'm like double face palming right now I, I think all the way back to when we started this process And found out that this case is going to be heard in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, the first thing is, look, anywhere USA, it's a big story here in South Florida, let alone freaking Kenosha, Wisconsin. But what were the odds? You would have to be like literally Encino Man and get jury selection after you wake up not to know what the heck is going on and have predisposition here, right? How could you be in Kenosha and not already have some pretty strong feelings about the Rittenhouse case, right? So anyway, they keep the case there, which the first thing is kind of like head-scratching. And then the jury. The jury is not sequestered. So the jury, on top of everything else that's going on in Kenosha, including the BLM and Antifa protesters with their bullhorns making sure that their threats and intimidation is heard inside of that, that courthouse, they got to walk back through those protesters to go home. they got to walk back in past... I just... Mark Iglarsh, criminal defense attorney, South Florida's own, at Mark Iglarsh on Twitter, speaktomark.com, the website. Mark, am I all wet here, or is is my um, you know sense of, of being confounded by all this on point? No, I, I was cheering for you. I, I really, I absolutely believed, um, and I was listening very critically, to every point you just made. Um, the judge can say all he wants. You know, you're not to be influenced by any media reports. You're to put aside any preconceived notions. But you just hit it on the head. Even if they stay away from the news, which is unlikely, even if all their family members don't tell them things, which is extremely unlikely, they're going to see and feel everything as they come into the courthouse every day. And they're definitely influenced by those things. Mark, from a legal perspective, we have freedom of expression, obviously, but it does have its limitations, right? At the point where you have a negative impact on other people, you don't have the right to do that. Does there come a point where, I mean, it's evident with these bullhorns what they're trying to do. 
I mean, they are trying to intimidate the hell out of these jurors to get the outcome that they want in this particular case. Does there come a point where that crosses the line legally and that could be factored into how things are, are being deliberated? Yes, only in the extremely remote scenario where a juror were to establish on the record that somehow hearing the bullhorns, which is not enough, unduly influenced their decision in the case. And there's not going to be any juror who's going to say that. So good luck being able to get a new trial because of it. So, Mark, uh, last time we talked to you, you mentioned that your expectation was ultimately that, you know, we, we could see acquittal here because the defense just, the, the case fell apart and, and blew up on them. And uh, first, is, is that still your assessment upon the conclusion of the trial? Yes. If I had to put money on it, I would say that the jurors, while they would have to find that it was problematic that he showed up to this town uninvited with a weapon that is, you know, a killing machine. I, I mean, I'm not thrilled with his actions at all. That said, once he's there, did he reasonably fear death or great bodily harm? And I think the jurors, who, by the way, asked for the self-defense instruction, will be going through that, and ultimately they'll be deciding, yeah, I, I think that it was reasonable for him to pull the trigger. Well, and, and this becomes, you know, the, the next concern. So you have the trial itself. You have the evidence as presented, and then you have everything we're talking about right now, the, the backdrop, the pressure. You, mm-hmm. as, a, as an attorney, mm-hmm. what's your level of concern about jurors really being, whether they, they would ever talk about being swayed or not, feeling the pressure from outside and maybe viewing things a bit differently while they're deliberating as a result? It, it's my number one concern, and it hits me very personally I'm going to pivot for one second, but I represent Scott Peterson, the alleged coward of Broward. I'm telling you, short version, he's completely Snow White innocent. I've made that clear in the media. That said, all I want is a fair trial. I want people to come on that jury who are not affected by what they saw in the media. But for three years, we were told even by the president of the United States that my client is completely guilty and he's a coward and doesn't care about those kids. I share the same concerns that you have about the Rittenhouse case as to whether jurors can truly be fair. I think that there's potential stealth jurors, those who come onto the case with a, an agenda and all they have to do is say, Oh, I could put everything aside. Sure. I could be fair. We don't really know what's in their hearts and in their minds. So that is generically though, a concern we always have in every criminal case that has ever been in our history and even more so in a high profile case. So what's your expectation from here? I mean, any idea as to how long you think they'll deliberate and, and then ultimately an outcome on all charges? If I had to guess, I think they'll have a conclusion later today. I think that they were never going to have a quick decision. They know from high-profile cases in the past that every bit of their actions will be scrutinized after the fact. And the way that you you know, get, get criticized most is, well, they rushed to judgment. They didn't even take the time. So they'll definitely take another full day today, I think maybe a verdict late this afternoon or sometime tomorrow. But because of that reason, because they know they're going to be scrutinized for the length of time, at a minimum, they'll take the plenty time to to go through it. And also, it's, it's not a very simple case. They need to go through each of the times he pulled the trigger to determine all the facts and whether he was justified in doing so. Mark, is there anything that can be read into the jury reaching back out to the judge for additional copies of the the rules, the guidelines yesterday? 
I like it if I'm on the defense side because the prosecutor's saying self-defense, he doesn't get to avail himself of self-defense. He provoked this. He brought it on himself. And in theory, you could have all jurors saying, yeah, we don't get to the point of self-defense because of all the things that he did to provoke it. The fact that they're asking for the jury instructions is a good sign if you're on the defense side. Also, the fact that they asked for the whole jury instructions merely goes to prove something I've said for over 30 years. Jurors have no clue of what they're being told in the jury instructions. If you watched it live, like, well, I can't <laughs> believe the media ran it. That's nap time. They don't know what the hell they're being read. I but mean, to, it, to your point, Rittenhouse was yawning during that. <laughs> I yawn during that. I'm the one who falls asleep. I can't stand that. I zone out during that part of the trial whenever I'm, I'm sitting there and I have to pretend that I'm, I'm listening. They're not listening anymore. Come on. They're Does it always take that long? A minute or two. Uh, it takes a long time. This is probably more because, but no, it does take a long time. Those jury instructions, there's no short way to do it. When you have multiple counts like this, it takes a lot longer. But yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a reason why you've never seen it on any television drama because it's boring <laughs> and, and, it's, and, and no one knows what the hell is going on. That's what's scary. Well, Mark, always appreciate the insight. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. All right, that is Mark Iglarsh, of course, uh, South Florida criminal defense attorney, at Mark Iglarsh on Twitter. SpeakToMark.com. Isn't that the truth? I have a trending story with Erica. Congressman Brian Mass next. Here on the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.